Alright. State your name, cuz. Stormzy, innit? And what are we doing today? Reckon, innit? Yeah? <laughs> reckon, innit? Yeah? Fire in the pot. <laughs> Let's go. Man, Chelsea's better than me. Tell my man, shut up. Shut Mention up. my name in your tweets. I rule by shut up. Shut up. Better than me? Shut up. Shut up. Best in the scene. Tell my man, yo, yo, cop man, call me a backup dancer. On stage of the Brits, I'm a backup dancer. If that makes me a backup dancer, the man in your bits. The man in your pits. Yes, people. Welcome to another episode of Chin Check. This week, yo, it was a packed weekend of fighting. So, we are going to look at the fallout from USB, UFC on ESPN Plus 26, Felder v. Hooker, then jump to the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury rematch. And we're going to end things with Submission Underground 11. So, sit down, relax, let's go! You see my man up there with a pouch? They wanna you man try get loud. All of my man them move so foul. I might sing but I ain't so down. Nowadays all of my soul sold out. Headline tour, yeah, blood sold out. When we roll in, they roll out. I'm so London, I'm so south. Okay, so, a bit of an earlier start than normal. Uh, you know... We've got um we've just had uh UFC on ESPN plus twenty-six was Paul Felder against Dan Hooker in their first ever main events for the UFC. It's weird. Does it kind of feel you, you kind of feel that Felder's fought main events already? Do you know what I, mean? I I don't know, it's like those Bob Bar- Barbosa fights. But, yeah, when you actually look back, they were, like, usually co-mains. So, yeah, first main events. Um, This fight card is coming from the Spark Arena in Auckland, New Zealand. It's a 12-bout card. Um, Buffer doing the announcing. John Gooden and Dan Hardy on the commentary. And, uh... Whoa, yeah, had some good fights, had some real good fights, um, with a few knockouts, you know, there was some good stoppages, man, so, um, hey, everything kicked off with Priscilla Cacharera against Shayna Dobson, um, Cacharera was coming in on a, um, on a free fight losing streak, so, you know, I mean, I think this was a, a make or break fight for her. Um, and Dobson, she was coming to the bout on a two-fight losing streak. So I think both both knew knew the importance of this fight. You know what I mean? I, I, I kind of feel both were probably going in um thinking Hey, this could be to stay in the UFC. Uh, so it's at flyweight, and um, yo, so it started off. And Cacharera, um, yo, she was coming forward, uh, kind of backing Dobson up. 
you know, she then started to throw, like, overhand and hooks, like, real big shots, you know, she knew what she wanted, and she came out to do it, um, Dobson, you know, she managed to get off the fence, circle around, um, she's, she's putting a jab out there, um, you know, trying to duck under Cachoeira's shots, so, you know, I mean, they're they're trying to, um, establish things out the gate, right, um, now, Cachoeira comes forward again, Dobson instinctively goes to duck an overhand, but I like it seems Cachoeira was setting her up, but instead of throwing an overhand, Cachoeira throws an uppercut. Oh man, connects cleanly with Dobson. Dobson goes down. Oh man, she's dazed as fuck. Cachoeira landed a couple of shots before the referee jumped in And it is done And just the reaction of Cachoeira This fight, oh my gosh You know what I mean, she's broken the losing streak She's got her first fight in the UFC She is just over the moon, man She is, whoa, you can see how much this meant to her it was a, a great performance. It was really good. Oh, man. Um, and, yeah, coming off that great fight, we're going straight into um, a Loma Lukabumi against Angela Hill. Like, Angela Hill's sixth fight in under a year. She has just been on a tear, and um, she was just on Rogan, uh, talking about the fact that you know fighting so regularly has has helped her calm her nerves and just hit this real like hot streak of form. Um, and look, Boomy, we saw her oh just. Towards the end of last year uh, Where she made a UFC debut And the thing is So in the debut She was um, She looked a lot you know, She was very She was very slick But She was small You could see she was small But as you know I think she normally fought at Atom, atom weight As a kickboxer um, Moit- and, and in Muay Thai but you can see that she's put on a bit more weight. I think it, you know, I think it was said that she put on nine pounds. And you can see she's done that. She does look bigger. You know, she does m- look more like the straw weights. So, um, you know, I think this is going to be interesting because Hill has got a, a similar background. Similar fighting background, but more UFC experience, and she has been on a streak. So things start off, and Look Bumi is throwing a lot of different kicks. You mean they're not necessarily all hitting, but you know that they're they're there. 
so they're giving Hill something to think about. But um, Hill's bringing the pressure and a lot of movement. You know, she she's landing in response to to the kicks as well, um, which is, which is good. So it gives look for me something to think about. You know what I mean throw a naked kick, get smacked. You know what I mean? That, that's what Hill is putting out there. Uh, look for me is she's fainting well, you know, um, and lands a real nice back kick. But Hill catches, um, you know, catches a body kick that's thrown and pushes look for me to the fence. Uh, she lands a nice knee and an elbow on the break. Uh, so um, I think as the the round ends, Hill gets a takedown and lands some big shots and an elbow. I think with the pressure and everything, you probably give that first round to Hill. But yo, it's it's close. You know what I mean? It's close, but it's it's looking like it's gonna be a fun fight. Uh, second round starts and look for me. She comes forward right away with um, you know, with a kick, and you know she's trying to land an elbow. Like aggression is definitely um paying off, but Hill gets hold of her and gets her um against the fence. Landing some really good shots, you know, some nice little dirty boxing in close, you know, just kind of mixing it up, you know, making it that like gritty fight. Um, but with Lumi's background, you know, you, you know, she's used to this kind of shit, right? So, um, Lumi breaks away and gets off some nice, some nice work. Yo, Hill lands some crisp jabs and look for me gets her own takedown. Yo, which I think I mean we saw her get takedowns in her first fight, but they were more trips. But this was just a you know what I mean, just a, a more traditional takedown, which I think um could have been a bit of a surprise to Hill. But um, you know, Hill's always working. Even on her back, and she throws up an armbar attempt. Uh, look, Bumi is able to kind of escape, um, uh, because you know, uh, I think Hill lost. Um, she kind of lost the, the the placement of the knee, but she's then able to go straight to a triangle. Uh, look for me escapes from this They get back to the feet With um, Hill landing up against the fence uh, Look for me lands a uh, A real good tee kick But on the buzzer Hill connects with an elbow So another close round Um I think it kind of depends on how the judges view the takedown. It could be 1-1. One, one. 
Hill could be 2-0 two, two up. I think, who knows, right? So you have to go into the third like it's 1-1 and just put it all out there. Uh, and, um, yeah, so third, I think it's Hill's constant movement and fast hands that are, I think, a big bit of the difference in this fight. You know, they're they helping with her um, just putting in the work. You know what I mean? She's always busy, never, like, slowing down. Um, but Look For Me isn't shrinking back. You know, she's attacking with feints, um, you know, set, trying to set up openings. It's, uh, it's a tight fight. Um they're exchanging elbows, kicks, but it's just Hill's constant pressure, constant work that's just seeing her, like, take control. And, um, you know, at the end of the fight, Hill gets unanimous decision, which... You know, I, I have to say, I, I do feel is a fair reflection of the fight, but definitely a good one. And look for me, she is not going to be easy for anyone in the strawweight division. So it's going to be fun to see what um to see what happens. Okay, so right, so this first um hometown fighter of the night. Kai Kara France and he is fighting Tyson Nam who's making his second appearance in the UFC um first fight was a um a loss to Sergio Pettis but you know the flyweight division is I think it's picking up some steam of late so uh, you know this is definitely going to be an interesting Interesting bout And um, Cara France You know He is He's looking really sharp Straight away Some good movement And just a varied attack Is keeping Nam Thinking um, You know Trying to find a way in Like Nam's and, And you know He's looking a little tight He's looking a little tight, um, you know, a bit stiff, bit stiff with his movement. But as time goes on, he starts to settle into things. You know, he's um, trying to pressure Cara France and uh, land like his big left. Um, but that's kind of it. Like he's he's not throwing a, a whole lot of other other shots. He's really just trying to land a big one. Um, he does, you know, he does land one, um, backing up Cara France a little bit, you know, uh, but you know, I don't know. I don't know, he needs to show a little bit more, have a little bit more variety, 
I mean, I I say that, but he does get a quick takedown. Um, but but they but you know, they get back to their feet, and Cara France lands. Oh, he lands a big hook. Um, and at the end of the round, um, yeah, he 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 uh, hits Nam with a head kick. So, I, you know, Cara France takes the first round uh, just with the volume and the pressure that he's showing out there. Uh, so we have the second round, and um, like, yes, yeah, speed is a big part of the fight for Cara France. You know, he is able to land just so many to what Nam is doing, right? He's um, so he he's just very hungry. You know, like he he's really just focused and keyed into the moment. Now this could just be the the wave that City Kickboxing is on right now. But yeah, France doesn't look like he he can be denied in there. You know, like I think a, a problem as well. Nam is he's waiting too long. Yo, know, he, he's looking to try and land a big shot. And so he's looking for the perfect opening. And because of that, he's yeah, just standing there. Standing in front of Cara France. Which is allowing France to just land jabs and kicks and whatever. You know? Like, Nam's just hesitating too much. He needs to just throw um yeah the, i think there it, there is action it is back and forth but yeah cara france he is taking control of this fight like he's definitely two up right now uh so we go into the third and nam is now he he's pushing he he's trying to push this is like the best start he's had to a round. You know, he, he's throwing more. He's just doing more. He's being more active. Um, Cara France, he lands a hook, which does look like it could have stunned Nan. Um, and then uh, Cara France comes forward with combinations and he's really putting it together just really trying to get to to make his mark you know to kind of just take nam's will uh like he's definitely outstriking nam um and yeah just took control of the rest of the round so um Cara France yeah, he takes a unanimous decision. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see um, to see where Nam goes from here if he gets another fight. Uh, but yeah, Cara France, I think he's he's making a claim for a top, a top, um, definitely a, a top contender in his next fight.
you know, and see um, see how far he can go, right? Uh, so now we move up to the welterweight division. Yeah, another home fighter. We've got Callum Potter, and he is fighting Kenan Song. Uh, oh, hmm. No, I think you pronounce it Song Kenan. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Song Kenan. Ah, man, just can get a little confusing with the Chinese names. But, um, yeah, so Potter, you know, he seems faster. He seems the, you know, he's got the speed advantage out of the two. You know, so he's getting off a lot of shots. And, um, you know, really um, pushing, pushing the pace. And he gets a nice takedown. But, Kanan, you know, he shows he's no slouch. And um, instantly reverses. So, ends up on top. Um... Kanan doesn't want to stay on the ground now, so he, um, yeah, he gets up, and, um, he's, uh, just, I think, just keyed into what he needs to do, just, um, yeah, just landing well, and, um, I think from that exchange, we see a difference in the demeanour of Potter now. Like, at the beginning, Potter's joking and looks like he's having fun and he thinks that he's got this and it's not going to be a hard night. But now, I, I, I think he you can get a sense of, um, I wouldn't say worry, but he's a bit like, oh... Yeah, Kanan isn't to be messed with. Um, yeah, so it, it's very interesting, right? Um, now, Kanan, he lands a heavy right that, oh, Potter definitely feels. You know what I mean? Definitely feels. He tries to get one back, um, but Kanan continues with an onslaught of strikes like connecting with a really well placed left then a right an elbow a right and a right hook that just puts Potter out and that's it Song Kanan Picks up another victory. So, yeah, not a good night for Potter, um, who I think was definitely trying to avenge his last fight that took place in Auckland. But, yeah, real good victory for Kanan. Um, and be interesting to see, yeah, because the world awaits the vision. Oh, <laughs> we got some good fights to look forward to. So it'd be interesting to see, um, yeah, where Kanan places, who he gets in his next fight. You know, because I, 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 I definitely feel 
like a bit of higher competition is needed, but it's how will that translate for him? But yeah, I don't know. We will see. But we stay in the welterweight division, and hey, possibly one of these two could be a future opponent for um Canan. So we've now got Jake Matthews. Another hometown fighter against Emil Webber-Meek. And, um, yeah, I mean, Meek has shaved the beard, but he still has that crazy-ass energy. <laughs> so, yeah, like this is going to be a fun fight, you can tell. Um, and, yo, Meek... Like, he's doing, uh, you know, he's doing some work with the leg kicks, you know, um, throwing those leg kicks, just looking to, uh, just put some hurting on Matthews, but problem is, he is completely open to um, Matthews' takedown. And, um, yeah, so Matthews, he gets that takedown. Um, now, Meek, he, he's not really working off the back, but he's stifling. He's tying up Matthews, you know, so he can't get off any, like, crazy big shots or anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they're able to get back to the feet. And Meek continues to stalk Matthews. Uh, but, you know, Matthews, you know, he's kind of savvy in there. And um, he throws a real nice leading uppercut that puts Meek down. Oh, it was a just a, a real nice shot that, I mean, just takes everyone unaware, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, Matthews, like, he lands a few more shots on the ground, um, this time, able to do a little bit more work, like, um, Meek throws up some elbows, but, yeah, Matthews, he's got that top control, and he utilises it to see out the rest of the round, um, Second round, and Meek, like, he realises he lost the first. So now he's coming with the pressure, um, yeah, trying to um, establish himself, trying to, you know, take control of this round. But uh, Matthews lands a big knee, then a takedown um, on Meek. You know, so uh, he he's then transitions to the back, trying to get a rear naked, but Meek survives and eventually gets up, lands a big knee of his own. Um, Matthews gets an elbow off, and um, yeah, Meek lands a, a nice spinning body. Um, yeah, a spinning back fist. Um, but Matthews gets a takedown, you know. 
Um, Meek is able to get up, um, and you know he 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 lands a a knee um, that you kind of think it might have hurt Matthews. You know, and and he's looking a little bit drained from it, but comes at the end of the round. So, yeah, I I kind of feel Matthews won the second, so Meek needs a big third. But did he hurt Matthews at the end of the second? You know, so hey, he needs a stoppage, and maybe. He can get it. So um, it's all to play for. And it's interesting, right? So um, Meek is now stalking Matthews. You know, like, landing some nice calf kicks. Just eating Matthews' leg. And you, you, you can see the bruising. You can see the redness. Um, he's looking for an opening. You know, just so he can... Um, yeah, take him out, right? Uh, and Matthew's like he's he's trying not to get pulled into a crazy fight because that's what his corner's been telling him. You know what I mean? Settle down, don't do anything reckless. And you can see Matthews is trying not to, but he does like a scrap. Um, he's looking for the takedown. Like he he he's realised that he's able to control things on the ground against Meek, so he's looking for that. But this round, Meek is he's able to um stuff stuff the attempts, which you kind of wonder what would this fight have been like if he was able to do that in the earlier rounds, right? So um. Yeah, I, I I think with everything, Meek takes the third. You know, he, he takes the third. But the problem is, he's he's not doing enough to get the finish. Right? He's controlling things. Like, Matthews is definitely looking a little tired. But Meek isn't pouring it on. He He's not just... Throwing everything against the wall. So, yeah, at the end, Matthews takes it, unanimous decision, two rounds to one. But, I don't know. Like, I, I think Meek can definitely take some good things away from this. But also, he can see where he does need to do a bit more work. And I, I think Matthews, maybe a little bit more work on the cardio, because um, yeah, he he was looking drained towards the end. Now that could be the adrenaline jump dump from fighting at home, but he still gets the victory. So definitely a good night for him. Um, so now we drop to lightweight, and we've got. Um, Joshua, um, Kala, Joshua Kalabayo, 
Um, yeah, who's the hometown fighter against Jalen Turner? And uh, the last time Turner fought in New Zealand, he uh, yeah he got the stoppage on um, Callum Potter. So uh, you know, can Turner do it again? Ooh, we will see, right? Now, Turner is the taller fighter and he's got the reach. So, what we're seeing straight away is he's using his tools to um, really take control of the octagon. You know, he, he's cutting it off. Give, making Calabo um, kind of just fight where Turner wants him, uh, which is really impressive. You know what I mean? Um, and he's you know he's throwing out the jab. He, he's throwing some kicks. Yeah, he, he's he's doing some nice. He's doing some nice work. You know. Um, his range is definitely a problem for Calabio, right? Um, now, Calabio is, like, he's he's trying to get inside. You know, he's, he's trying to circumvent that range, get inside, uh, and hopefully, you know, get that dirty boxing going. And, you know, you can see the mindset is, um, because Turner's got that long range, traditionally... People with the long arms, the long range, their inside work takes, it's not as good because, you know, there's a lot, it's harder, it's harder to get those long limbs to do that inside short range work. So that is what Clabio is doing. But, you know, it's not that easy. And um, he's eating some real good knees from Turner in the inside, right? And one of them, it definitely hurts Calabio. You, you can see him wince. Um, you wonder how badly he's winded from it. And, um, yeah, he, he, he's trying for a takedown. But every time he tries, they're either stuffed or Turner just reverses them and ends up on top. So, Turner definitely takes that first round. Um, Second start, you know, and um, yeah, Turner is is utilising the reach, keeping control of the centre of the octagon. And keeping Calabio on the outside. Now Calabio, you you see him. He's on the outside, circling around, and he gets his foot caught um, against the fence. So he kind of turns his ankle, and he visibly winces, and kind of just stumbles, which is oh. It is a red flag to Turner, who just comes in at him, like just throwing punches and knees and pressure. You know, um, yeah, just 
with that pressure, he gets him down. Um, and once he's once he's there, Turner just uses great top control, just firing off shots. Like uh, he gets the back, he goes for um, a rear naked. Realizes that he doesn't quite have the grip, and so he just continues punching, just firing off shots, just relentless pressure until the ref has to jump in and um, stop things. So, another great performance from Turner in Auckland. You know, uh, you know he, his nickname's the Tarantula, but maybe it'll be the Kiwi Killer. If he continues this, you know what I mean? Um, and so now, dropping down to the featherweight division for the prelims headliner of Kevin Aguilar against Zubaria Tukagov. Tukagov? Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. Hmm. <laughs> uh, and um, so I I think look, both of these guys are pressure fighters, relentless with what they do. So you know this is gonna be a scrap, right? Um, but like the look of things, Aguilar. Has he seems to be the more refined boxer? You just look at his stance, he's got his guard up, it's tight, he's firing out those jabs, bringing him straight back to the guard. On the flip, Tugagov, you know, he, his arms are down, um, he's kind of throwing from the hip, but they're both landing well, you know, what I mean, they're, they're both doing their thing, right. Um, and it's interesting because it's just like, oh, what style is gonna prevail, right? Uh, so Angela is he's coming forward with strikes and kicks, like uh, showing a real varied attack, but then Tukagov lands a big left, big left hook. Uh, which puts Agler on jive legs. He is, whew, he is all over the place. Tugagov follows up with um, some real well placed strikes and lands another big left that puts Agler down. Uh, Tugagov is just uh, looming over him. And just dropping bombs, you know, just firing off shots until, like, the ref has no other option but to call the fight. Man, I think it was just over halfway of the first round. And um, Tukov, he gets a real nice victory there. So, yeah, this was a, um, this is a Great lot of fights, th these prelims. You know what I mean? So, if you think about, we had start off with the knockout, then we just got like two real good performances from um, Angela Hill, Kai Kara France, 
Song Kanon, he, um, yeah, he kind of knocks out um, Callum Potter. Jake Matthews puts on a good fight with Emil Meek. Then we end things with um, Jalen Turner and now uh, Zabibra Tukayov both finishing their fights. <laughs> Man, the main card has a lot to live up to. So um yeah, let's see um let's see how that all goes down, right? Okay, so we are now on the main card and the first fight is Brad Riddell against Magomed Mostafev. And um yeah, it's at lightweight and you know this could potentially be a, a you know a good scrap. Um, so it starts out and Riddell, you know he's straight away taking the center. Um, Mustavov, uh, he's staying patient and firing out uh, you know a couple of hard body kicks, but you know Riddell is. Yeah, you know, he's he's spinning, you know, like a lot of a lot of fast paced movement, really. Um and he he re- he just fires out a, a, a good shot which puts Mustafa down. Um he follows it up but you know, he he can't really um get a lot off um i mean mustafev is very wily and he's able to kind of you know just tie him up tie him up a bit um yeah so he's not taking a a whole heap of damage so um yeah mustafev he's um he goes for a leg lock, but yeah, like he kind of loses the knee. Um, so Riddell isn't really in a lot of trouble um, in that regards. Uh, they get up, um, but then um, yeah, then Riddell lands. Um, no, sorry, Musavev lands. Um, a series of quick fire takedowns. He can't hold Riddell down, but I he's just able to keep that pressure on him and starts to grind on Riddell. So yeah, it's a close first round. Because Riddell landed the knockdown, but then Mustavev had a lot of top pressure. So it's an interesting one. So second round, um, and Riddell, you know, he um, he lands another big shot early, but this time Mustavev, um, yeah, he's able just to kind of go with it. Doesn't doesn't put him down or affect him in the same way as the one in the first round. But uh, Riddell is landing a nice string of hard calf kicks. 
and um, keeping Mustafa on the back foot. Mustafa, you know, he's he's looking for a big shot of his own, but he's backing up a lot, you know. So I think from a judge's point of view, Riddell is doing more. Riddell is pushing the pace, um, landing more. And Mustafev is, like, he's trying to stay patient. He's looking for the openings. But in doing so, he's not doing a lot. You know what I mean? Um, he, uh, you know, he he, tr- he does, um, you know, he tries a kick and he gets a takedown, um, Mustafev. But, again, he can't hold it. You know, he, he can't hold Riddell down. But, you know, it's a non... It's that non-stop pressure. Um, and he gets a few more takedowns. So, again, it's one of those odd rounds. Riddell starts fast. Uh, and then Mustavev kind of takes over at the back end. So this is so close. It's all about the third round, really. Uh, so, man, they're both going for it. You know what I mean? Both of them, you, you can see, they want this. Uh, Mustafev, he's, um he lands a nice jumping knee. But Riddell lands a huge hook. You know, Mustafev gets a takedown. Then Riddell lands uh, a good body kick. Um, yeah, this is it's just fast pace. The pace doesn't slow. I fit like towards the end, Riddell gets a takedown, and I think that might have sealed it. You know, because yeah, Mustafa just. It's not like he's not doing anything, but at the very end, he's kind of just sitting on it. Do you read? And Riddell is like frantic, like going crazy, which is, I mean, that that's the lasting image the judges are gonna be seeing. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's a very close fight. Uh, went to a split decision. And yeah, this one went to Riddell, but very close, you know, uh, and I kind of feel, yeah, you know, I think Riddell showed a little bit more, and this was a, a de- head and shoulders, a better display than his first fight in the octa. because the first fight, he just looked like a bit of a brawler, you know, a bit sloppy, technique wasn't Incredible, but this yo, he definitely was putting it together. Uh, so our next fight is at heavyweight, and we've got the um, the combat wombat Ben Sassoli. I think this is his third octagon um appearance, and he's fighting Marcos Ruggiero de Lima. Ah, and I mean, De Lima is the taller, longer fighter, but Sassoli, I mean, what we've seen from him in the past, 
he's a tenacious son of a gun. So this is going to be, this can be fun. You know what I mean? Um, and it definitely was a fun one. They come out and they are swinging. Swinging. There is not a lot of technique. They're, they're just kind of head head down. Well, it's funny. Sasoli's head down swinging. And Delima is kind of head up. Which is concerning. Because it's like his chin is up. It's just there. And then he's swinging. And you're just thinking, this is not going to go long. Oh, man. This is crazy. So, yeah, so, so as I said, look, so Soli, his head is down and he's coming forward straight at Delima, just winging those shots. You know what I mean? Like, Delima, like, is a slightly more technique than Soli, but not a lot. <laughs> like, still not a lot. Just. Slinging, slinging bones at each other. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, and that's what they're doing, man. Um, now, yeah, Delima does f- u- utilize um, a few kicks. He does put in some kicks in there. Um, so solely, you know, he he plows forward. Again, and Delima swings, catches him on the chin, which doesn't seem to do much. You know, like it, we don't really see it rock him, but he catches him on the chin. But then he lands another one, which kind of lands on the kind of just above the ear. Just above the ear, and that that rocks us only. And he goes down. The Lima follows him to the ground, and he lands a few shots. Referee jumps in, and um, yeah, this was a quick fight. I think it all went down in. What, a minute and a half? It was crazy. But the way this fight started, you kind of knew this was not going to be a long one. <laughs> this definitely was not going to be a long-ass fight. Um, but, yeah, fun. A fun fight for sure. So, next, we, um, we're in the strawweight division. And it's Karolina Kovkulkovich against Yanon Yan. Um, yeah, this is it's like an interesting one. Because Yang is the new up-and-comer. And Kovkulkovich, well, you know, she fought John Chechek. You know, she's fought all the top girls in the strawway. And she's always... Just been up there. Her last few fights, there's been a bit of a decline. But, like, you know, 
she she's talked recently about illness um i think there was a thyroid issue so now she's healthy like are we going to see the old Kovkovich? Like, what's going to happen? So, yeah, that's the interesting thing about this this fight. And, um, yeah, starts off. And Yan is just really looking to impose her will on Kovkovich. You know, she's firing off flurries of punches and kicks it's it's just relentless. Like Kogovic is is she's landing a few shots and kicks, but at times she's just looking a little overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Because Yang's just not slowing down, and what Kogovic is throwing out there, it doesn't seem to be phasing Yang. You know, um. But yeah, so Yang, she lands a takedown in a scramble and gets off some nice ground and pound. Like, Kovic has, um, it looks like she's damaged her, uh, her right eye. You know, it really seems to be affecting her. She keeps on touching it and um, it's just, she just looks off. You know, she really looks off. Like, she clinch, she manages to get Yan in a clinch, but gets taken down with a nice hip toss. You know, it's, it's, Yan definitely took that first round, and with the new scoring, could possibly have got a 10-8, you know? Yeah, it was one of those rounds. So second round and um yeah. Yan is she she's just continuing that pressure. She's really going at Kokolkovic, you know, not giving her time to settle, um just to find her rhythm, to get that range in, anything. She's just on her. Like, it's fast combos and relentless pressure. That's it. And Kogovic just doesn't have any answers. I mean, she's showing a lot of heart to stay in there and just not go down and will to this pressure. But it's just... It is not looking good, you know? Uh, third round, and um, yeah, man, it, it's it's just a continuation, you know. Yan just, you know, she just won't stop. Like she lands a a real nice sidekick to Kokolkovich's chin, which just snaps her head back. Um. She gets a takedown. Like, I think Kokovic attacks the leg. Go, you know, it looks like she's going for a leg lock, but it is they're close to the fence, so she doesn't have a lot of room to extend. And I, I've, you know, she could have probably 
done with switching to the other leg. You know, I think that in the way she's positioned, she probably would have had more luck with the other leg. But you know, that is just showing the the fighter Kokolkovic is. You know, she's just trying until the end. But this this was pretty much just a walk in the park for Yan. It really was. It, it's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, going forward, be interesting to see who they put Yan up against. Um, and also be interesting to see what Kokovic does next. Because there is just... It's weird. There's just been a crazy kind of drop-off. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe a new camp, like something, just to revitalize her. But, uh, yeah, she took a beating tonight, man. She really did. But, um, all right, well, we are at the co-main event. It's a light heavyweight division. And we've got Mikhail Oloska just... God damn it. Um, hmm, yeah, it's a tricky Polish surname, so maybe, you know, we'll just use the surname, his nickname, Lord, yeah, <laughs> that's probably easier, but yeah, he's fighting that home, t- the, you know what I mean, that home fighter, Jimmy Crute, who has, you know, he's been doing his thing of late, so this Man, it's going to be an interesting one. But Crew, yeah, he, he's clearly the bigger, clearly the bigger fighter out there. Um, and, you know, it starts off and they're both kind of, you know, no one's closing quite yet. Some air shots and everything like that. I think they're just kind of thinking what they're going to do. But then shoot just... Yo, he comes in quick and goes straight in looking for that takedown. He lands it. Um and yo Lord gets up, but you know, he's taken down again pretty much straight away. Um crew, you know, he um Man, he, he's just kind of doing his thing on the ground, you know? He, yeah, he's just, he gets off some shots, uh, and then he gets the back. And he's just, like, putting all of his pressure, all of his weight on Lord's back, you know? Um, they're back... Um, they get back to the feet, but then Kroot gets another takedown, um, and this time, you know, he, he gets into mount, gets into mount, like, pretty seamlessly, really, um, he thinks about an arm triangle, but then, I don't know, like, there's a little bit of a scramble, uh, and he just locks up the arm, 
and just cranks the arm. He just sinks in a Kimura and oh man, Mikel just didn't like there was nothing he could really do. Like I think it's just crude size and just the pressure. Couldn't move. Couldn't move, couldn't fight it, and he had to tap or he was losing that arm. But yeah, real quick, real quick, real one-sided, Jimmy Crew just woo, looked real good tonight. He really did. But um I I do think that um yeah, with, with this fight, maybe Mikel considers dropping down to middleweight because he's a, a real small light heavyweight and he just got manhandled. You know, it, it was definitely the size that kind of messed him up in there because he just couldn't do anything against Crew. It's crazy. But yeah, Crew. Hmm, be interesting to see who gets next. Hey, maybe, um, oh no, I think Johnny Walker's got an opponent, but that wouldn't be a bad fight. Johnny Walker against Jimmy Crew. That would be an interesting fight, um, maybe down the line. But, uh, yeah, we are now, now at the, the, the main event. The main event of the evening. We have got Dan Hooker, C Kickboxing, the home fighter against the Irish Dragon Paul Felder. This is a real good lightweight fight. A real good fight. And um yeah, it's close, man. Like Felder just brings it every time. And Hooker looked tremendous in his last fight against our Quinta. And he's got that he's got that height and he's got that length. You know, so whoa, can Phil to get in? That's gonna be the, the the question right here, you know what I mean? Uh so it starts. Man, Phil the yo, he takes the center and he's he's throwing out single shots. Throwing out single shots, right? Um, jabs and all of that. Occasional spinning attack. You know, getting mixed up in there. Some are landing. Some are kind of grazing. You know. Hooker. He d- he's very content to stay on the outside. Landing some really good calf kicks. And um, throwing out some jabs, you know. He's uh, he's utilizing his length well here. Uh, he throws a um, a real nice teat kick, uh, which yeah, Felder manages to avoid it and throws a leg kick at the same time which puts hooker down only for a second though so he's back on his feet and um yeah felder lands a nice combination on the buzzer so uh, 
it's an interesting round because they're both throwing, they're both landing. Um, Hooker's doing well from range, you know, picking Felder apart off from range. Might have landed a few more, but it was close. Definitely a close round. Um, but I I do feel that um, yeah. Felder looks the worst, you know, for, for all the jabs and everything that Hooker landed, Felder is marked up, so second round, and again, Felder comes, takes the centre of the ring, you know, he's, he's really trying to push, push the action, like he's he's throwing more combinations this round, like trying to land some damage because I think he realizes, yeah, he he he's you know his face is messed up, his eye, his uh, right eye, you know, it's, it's very swollen. Um, Hooker, he's uh, man, he you know he's got he's throwing some heavy shots. You know, he's hanging back, but then coming forward with some heavy shots. Um, he does um, utilize his reach again well. You know, he lands a, 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 some, some real nice hard combos um, that are giving Felder pause. Um, he comes in and gets Felder back. Um, he gets his back, like, at first it looks like he's going for a takedown, but then he, um, yeah, he just jumps on, jumps on the back, and he, he's looking for the rear naked, uh, Felder, wisely, he goes to the fence, uses that to kind of scrape him off, but, uh, you know what I mean? It's a dogfight, man. It's a dogfight. You know, they're going for it. They're swinging, and yeah, Felder. He, I think, I think Hooker might have taken that round. You know, I think, yeah. I don't know. It's close. So, third round, and Hooker's looking very relaxed. He's looking very relaxed, but Felder, you know, he, he he seems to have his timing down now, and he's you know, he's been stringing together some real nice shots. You know, Hooker has like he's now got his um jab pistoning out, but Felder lab lands a, a real nice spinning back kick. That um yeah, Hooker definitely did not like. <laughs> like you know he did like he he didn't go down or anything, but oh the look on his face was just like God damn it, another close round. But I think maybe um Felder took that one. You know, um fourth round, and Felder opens with a um. Real nice leg kick and an elbow. Woo! It's nice. Some nice work. He, Felder is getting inside well now. You know? It's it's not 
quite, but the, it, like this round starting more in the phone book than the previous rounds. You know, Felder has managed to get um, Hooker to fight more of his fight. You know, Hooker isn't hanging back as much, which probably isn't the best for him. He probably wants to go back to that, but, you know, hey, this is good for Felder, you know what I mean? Um, Because, yeah, Felder Felder is, uh, he's landing some, some nice shots on Hooker. Hooker is pushing for a takedown. Yeah, I don't know whether it's just like because he is looking a bit tired. Um, so I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's just like he's taking some shots, or if he just thinks, look, if I can cake him down, that's the easiest route to victory. But he can't land it. Like Felder's showing some real good um, you know, defense there. Uh and he and it, and he's just having Felder is having a great round of just landing and landing some like real big shots and clean shots. I think that's the thing. That I mean, that's what's kind of different from some of the earlier rounds and earlier stuff that he's doing. Uh, but yeah, Felder's round, man. So I think going into the fifth, I think it's we got it's two two. I would definitely say it's two two. And this is what it's all about here. So, uh, yeah, it starts. Felder is pushing forward. He's landing. And um, Hooker, you know, he's looking for the takedown again. Looking for the takedown, trying to clinch up. Felder, you know, he's... Felder looks... His face is a mess. You know, he's bloody. He's puffed up. But he is going for it, you know. Now, like Hooker, now like he's definitely a bit more puffy than he was. He's got a few more marks on his face than you know the first two rounds, which is just showing how well Felder has been kind of progressing in this. He's slowing down a bit. He's definitely looking, I think he, he's looking a bit more tired than Felder. But, yo, Hooker ain't, tr- you know what I mean? He's not s- taking a step backwards. This is a war in there. Yo, they are going for it. Uh, towards the end, Hooker finally gets a takedown. Finally gets a takedown. But not landing anything. Not throwing anything even. He is just laying on top of Felder. Laying on top of Felder. Um, and, and Felder scrambles. You know, they get back to the feet. And it's done. It's done. So, listening to the comment, Like, I think going into that fifth, it was 2-2. Now, the commentary, Dan Hardy is thinking that maybe that last takedown won it for Hooker. But, now, you you can definitely see it like that. But, the fact that Hooker didn't throw anything and just lied on top, you know, that's where it gets interesting for me. 
that's where it gets interesting. But, you know, so the, the, the decisions made. And, um, yeah. Hooker gets a split decision. Is bet it's like forty nine forty eight. You know, the on every card forty nine forty eight. Um, so yeah, real close, real close. Um, but I don't know, I don't know. Like I, I feel Felder won it, but it's not a rob. It's definitely not a robbery. But it's such a close one. Like, the crazy thing is, and I get it as well. At the end, Felder, he, he, you know, he's definitely... He's hurting, man. But he does kind of say... Like, you just see him when the camera's panning. You see Felder going, taking off his gloves. And I'm thinking, what? What's happening? And, yeah, he... Hardy... Has a quick word with him and he's like, this might be my last one. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Because, you know, he lost to the younger fighter. So, you know, he's not in title contention. Felder isn't in title contention. And every fight is a war. Every fight is a war. He's got a kid at home. And it's just like, look, if if it's not, if you're not fighting towards the belt, what are you doing? It's like go having these wars, it's not great. It's not great, man. Like CTE, everything like that. And on top of that, think about it. Felder's a good commentator. So he could be making money. But not taking damage, which probably better for the family, right? So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Like, listen, Felder fought a hell of a fight. It was close. I think he won, but you know what I mean? He didn't win. Um, but yeah, I think maybe just commentating that might be the look. That might be the look, right? But we'll have to see. Um, so, like the bonuses, Felder and Hooker get fight of the night. And yeah, you can't really fault that. So they get fight of the night. Performance bonuses go to Jimmy Crute and uh Shayna Dobson. So uh hey, this was this was a fun one, man. This was a good ass card. Man, yeah, real good. And um, <laughs> the fun does not stop there, people. Because next week we have got uh, it's UFC on ESPN Plus 27. Joseph Benavitez against um, Davidson Figueredo, so yeah, that's going to be a fun fight, and the big thing about the fight, it's for, it's for the featherweight, no, the flyweight, yes, it's for the flyweight belt, right, because, you know, Sohudo 
He's not going to go back down to defend. So the belt is now vacant. So it's all it's all about that gold. So yeah, very interesting. Very, you kind of have to give Benavides the advantage here. But, Figueredo, you know what I mean? He's not a pushover. He's not a walkover. Other good fights on this card, like Felicia Spencer against Zara Pham. Ion Kutalabra against Magomed Arekalev. Now, oh, that's a good one. Um... Oh, who else have we got? We got oh Brendan Allen against Tom Breeze. That's gonna be fun. TJ Brown against Jordan Griffin. Hmm, some interesting fights on this card, which is from uh, Norfolk, Virginia. So uh, yes, we will be back for that. Next week, people. Um, and uh, yeah, now this is done. I think we're gonna switch channels and watch that Wilder Fury rematch, right? Cool. So, uh, hit all about it next week. Okay, so we've just had UFC and now just seen the rematch, Devontae. Or even Deontay Wilder v Tyson Fury 2. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, that, that was some crazy ass shit. Coming from the MGM Grand Las Vegas. Like, this, you know, like the first fight happened. Um, what December 2018, right? And we have been waiting all this time for the rematch. So, like, what? I think that's like a year, like about a year, a just over a year, right? Since the uh, since the last fight, and um. Yeah, yo, they was kind of wondering if it would actually happen, and it did, and this, this did not go the way I think that anyone expected, but, you know, I, I just think it was a weird fight, it was a weird-ass fight, and it all started... I think with like the walk, wait, what the fuck was the walkouts, right? I mean, Furious was weird because you had the women pushing him and they looked like they were struggling. So it's like weird and uncomfortable, right? So that was odd. And then um, Wilder came out in some weird. BDSM gimp suit with some, I don't know, like, it looked like there was some red fluorescent lights in there around the eyes and the mouth and the neck. That was weird. That was just fucking weird. I, and I think, 
straight away, Wilder didn't look right. Wilder looked mad stiff in there. I I don't know what it was, but yeah, he didn't look like. And so look, this is the thing, right? I think even in previous fights, Wilder never looks like this smooth kind of graceful fighter like a Floyd Mayweather Jr., a, a, a Shane Mosley, an Oscar Della. He's never looked like that. He he's ne- he. I think even Lennox Lewis has better movement than Wilder. Um. But Wilder, like, he's got that kind of flow, you know, so he's always there, and he's able to roll with the punches, so even though he's not, like, moving like some people, he he can roll with a punch, you know, so he's not taking a punch, uh, and the power and that kind of stuff. I think we saw that in his last fight, right, against Ortiz. You know, there's a lot of times and people thought, oh, he's been hit with a bit, but he kind of rolled with it. But he was not doing that in this. And at the very beginning, even when he was kind of coming forward and going at fury, he he looked very wooden. He looked a bit robust. Robotic. You know, and there wasn't that say that this, the wilder movement that we are accustomed to. So that was all a bit weird. And then Fury, you know, Fury was like connecting and coming forward and doing his thing and just landing those shots and like straight away, right? So as soon as a shot got landed, the way Wilder kind of was with it, because they some of the first few shots weren't the heaviest of the fight, right? But Wilder just seemed it seemed odd. It wasn't like they hurt him, but. Yeah, there seemed like this weird disconnect in there. It's, it's hard to really put your finger on. But yeah, it was very, very weird to see. And then from there, I think... I don't know if Fury realised that Wilder just seemed out of sorts. But Fury did what Fury needed to do. You know what I mean? And, and he brought... The fight to Wilder um, There's no question of that You know he, he was landing some good shots He was boxing He was doing his thing And he Won those rounds You know what I mean Like he, he got the first knockdown in the third Um. Mm, wait I'll come back to that So he got the first knockdown in the third He knocked him again He knocked him down again in the Fifth, and then the fight gets stopped in the seventh, and there's no round that you can really say, "Oh, that was Wilder's round." 
right? You can you can definitely say some rounds were better for Wilder, but he didn't really win a round. You know, there, there was a few where Fury he didn't do as much, and Wilder was able to kind of stifle him. So not a lot really happened, but Fury still threw more. So you'd give him those rounds. Um, I think, like, the the thing for me, the commentary was terrible. So I, I watched it on BT Sports. Um, yeah, not great commentary. I, I, I'm not, I, I forget the names of the guys who were on the team. One of them was David Hay. David Hay is an irritating motherfucker. I mean, like, I'm gonna say it, man. It's the thing with David Hay. David Hay was a lot of talk. Now, David Hay, he wasn't the worst boxer in the world, right? He he was talented, but he was never as good as he wanted to be. And so when Hay got to a certain level, he, he couldn't compete and he lost. And he'd make excuses for why he, why he lost and all of this kind of thing. And so now he's doing this commentary. And the way he's talking was like he's a top shotter. And you know what I mean? Wilder was a piece of shit. As he's just like, oh, yeah, Wilder, like, and especially at the end, he's just like, oh, Wilder, he can never come back from this. Wilder is just done. Wilder is, and the thing is, like, when Hay lost, Hay was just like, I'm coming back, I'm going to be better, and blah, 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 blah. And so it's just like, wait, 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 wait. So you could come back, but you're saying Wilder couldn't come back? Like, what are you talking about? You know, I mean, the stuff that's coming out of Hayes' mouth was kind of some ludicrous bullshit. Uh, you know, there's look, I'm not taking away anything from Fury, because Fury put on a great display of boxing. Fury was very good. Um But the thing is. We, I don't believe we really saw something that was terribly shocking. Because, look, if we remember the first fight, Fury, like, he was winning that fight. It was, like, the knockdowns that helped Fury, that helped Wilder get that draw. You know? It, like, they were the biggest things. Now, Wilder won some rounds in the last fight, but Fury was the better boxer. Like, we clearly saw that in the first fight, that Fury was the better boxer. So, th this whole crazy shock that Fury could come out and control the fight, I don't know where people, uh, why they're so surprised. Because we saw that he could do it in the first fight. So, you know what I mean? Bring that confidence. The fact that he's heavier, so he's hitting harder. He's got a new trainer and all of that. That wasn't a shock to me. 
right? The fact that Fury did that, I mean, yeah, the, the biggest shock was just how weird Wilder was looking. That was the thing, right? Because Wilder just didn't look right. And he didn't look right from the beginning. So it's not like, oh, after after Wilder took some shots, then he started to look. No, no, no. Wilder just didn't look right from the giddy up. So that's the weird thing for me. Um, and also, right? <laughs> See, the, the British commentary was just all a bit like... um. Oh yeah, I'm surprised Wilder, like Fury got a point taken And I have to say, look, again, Fury won the fight Fury clearly won the fight Fury did throw a lot of shots that were hitting Wilder on the back of their head And look, this shit happens in boxing You know what I mean? So it's not, uh, like, I wouldn't say, oh, it was just, like, real crazy cheating and crazy. Like, this shit can happen, right? Things can get dirty, things can get gritty, things get mucky. But those shots were thrown, right? And Kenny Bayliss did say, if this shit continues, I'm going to take a point from one of you, Right? And it did continue, and he took a point. Because, yeah, I think, I forget if it was the first or maybe the second knockdown. It did kind of come from a shot to the back of the head. That's the thing, like, there were shots to the back of the head. So there was, that was that. Um, and, yeah, I, I think another thing was the fight was stopped from the corner throwing in the towel So Tyson didn't knock Wilder out Now Tyson yeah, Tyson was battering Wilder But you, you kind of feel that he, he should have been able to take Wilder out sooner Right he, with, with the way Wilder was looking with with the porous defense that he had, Fury should have knocked him out. Right? If if Fury sometimes he probably he so I feel sometimes he crowded his shots. You know what I mean? Um so maybe if he pulled back a little, he could have sustained an a, a proper attack and knocked him out. So that uh, because this is the thing, like he he didn't knock Wilder out. So where yeah, the British commentary was like yeah he he you know he did what he said he was gonna do. No no no, he said he was gonna knock him out. He didn't knock him out. Right, we got to the seventh, and even with those attacks in the seventh, now Wilder is rocky. Wilder is like he—he's not looking stable, um, but yeah, he wasn't getting knocked out, and there wasn't a point in that seventh round just before it got stopped. Like nothing was coming that looked like it was going to knock him out. Like you wondered if the accumulation of shots 
might make him take a knee, might, you know what I mean, but there was nothing, there was no one shot that was just like, oh, that's going to put him out, because, you know, the big shots came, and Wilder was able to stay up, and the times he went down, he got back up, and, like, all, all the other shots, he was definitely off balance, Right, he's just off balance and he goes down Now, yeah, I've seen referees call them knockdowns But, you know, Bayless is a sensible guy uh, So, yeah it, I mean, it was just a weird fucking fight It was such a weird fight I would even Like, I do find it odd That, um, I think you know, supposedly there's a, there was the, the, the rematch clause for a fight to take place in May. Now, you had David Hay going, well, Wilder definitely doesn't want a part of that. You, he, his team aren't going to take that clause. Like, there's no point Wilder fighting Fury again because there's no way he can win a second, another fight. And it's just like, how many times have we seen someone... Like, look terrible and then come back and just be something else. Like, we've seen it with Pacquiao. Um, I ain't like Oscar, like De La Hoya, Mosley. Like, there's a lot of people that haven't, that had a rough fight and then they've come back. You know, like, Evander lost to Bo. You know, it comes back, wins. You know, we, we've seen it before. And I, I... I don't see why Wilder wouldn't be able to come back. Now, whether he can come back for May, that's the question, right? Because you have to get, you know, the, 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 you know signed off by the commission and all the checkups and stuff like that. So it, it's all a matter of... What is the damage sustained from this fight? Okay, so what's the damage sustained? And if it's nothing too crazy, then technically May is fine. May is fine. And yeah, I, I, I don't think it was a loss that Wilder couldn't come back from, you know? I I think maybe don't come in as heavy as he did. That might have been a factor. Definitely don't wear a fucking gimp suit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't do that. Let's just stop all the bullshit and let's just fight. Just concentrate on the fight. And look, I would watch another fight because I think you need another fight. There was a draw. Fury won, it's the rubber match, right? Well, technically, I think if Wilder wins the third fight, you might make a full fight, and, you know, just to be like, all right, this one, because then if, if whoever wins, that's two to one, right? So you might do that. But I, I definitely have a third fight. Um, now, uh, people were saying... Wilder Joshua. I mean Fury Joshua. 
and I, yeah, I mean, that, I wouldn't be mad at that fight, I wouldn't be mad at that fight, but, yeah, I, I do think that a, a third fight in this Fury Wilder situation, yeah, I think that could be warranted, you know, as, as, yeah, I just don't think Wilder looked right. And I and as I said from the beginning, so I would be I'd be happy to watch a third. Um, now I thought both were, were you know I thought Wilder he um that he carried himself okay on the mic at the end. Uh, I don't think he said congrats to Fury, but I can understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like. He he did kind of take it on the chin. He did be like, "Look, I I can come back from this." So I was happy with that. And Fury, like props to Fury. He congratulated Wilder for coming and being tough. Just, oh, uh, the god bit at the beginning I could have done without, and I could have done without the singing. I really could. Like, look, sing a little if you want. Fine, but not the whole fucking song Yeah, definitely didn't need that Didn't need that But, like, one thing that I find so shocking about boxing Is the amount of people in the fucking ring afterwards It's insane It's insane You got these, like, weird people, like, then just posing in front of the camera It's just like, who the fuck is that? Like, who's that fucking Billy No Mate? Well, like, what, what's he doing? Then you've got a guy jumping around behind Fury. Like, you haven't boxed? Who the fuck are you? Why are you here? It, it's just the craziest thing. Because you have all these people that have done nothing. But they're, but they're in the ring. They're in front of cameras. And it's just like, that should just be the fighters. They're the ones that have been there. They're the ones that have bled. They're the ones that have gone all those rounds. So why are all these other fucking people here? It's so crazy. It is insane to me. But um, yeah, this this didn't go how I thought. Um, yeah, I I thought. Look, you know, I think. We all knew Fury was probably going to outbox... Well, he was always going to outbox Wilder. But you thought that, like, with Ortiz, with Victor Ortiz, right? Something like that would happen. Wilder would land that big shot and put him out. That was the thought, right? Um, but no, didn't happen. Didn't happen. And... He landed some shots, but by, you know what I mean, he just didn't have the base. So he was never going to knock him out because he just didn't have the base on him. Because he was just off. It was odd. So, yeah, real good win for Fury. Fury did look good. So this is the thing, right? Yeah, there were illegal shots thrown. But... Doesn't take away from how good Fury looked. 
And yeah, I do think he crowded himself a little, but still doesn't take away from how good Fury looked. So yeah, mad props to Fury. Um, I don't think this is like a great thing for Britain. I don't. I don't understand that talk either. It like look. It, it, it's not nation v nation here. It's two guys fighting. One just happened to be from Britain, one from the States. That's it. This ain't a team sport. This isn't the Olympics. It's not country v country. It's Tyson Fury got a great win. Britain didn't get a win. Fury got a win. It's as simple as that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what's the next big boxing fight is. Um... So yeah, we'll have to see, but hey, I'm definitely going to keep eyes on this situation, see what happens, if the rematch is, if the rematch clause is activated, you know, if Fury just fights Joshua next, like, hmm, going to be interesting, definitely going to be interesting, um, yeah, I want to see a rematch, I want to see a rematch, because I want to see I just want to see Wilder fight actually at his at his best and not this weird shadow of a person that we saw tonight. Because I think then we get a real do you mean the the real fight? And look, Fury might well win that fight. Because again, he was outboxing Wilder in the first fight. Right, so it might happen, but it, it will just be more satisfying to see a victory then than a victory now in this weirdness, even though this is a good victory, right? So um I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh Yeah, I don't know, man. What a crazy fucking weekend this has been so far, right? What a crazy, whoo, crazy ass fights, people. Crazy ass fights. Okay, so ending a packed fight weekend with Submission Underground 11. Uh, the main card had five bouts. Um... Yeah, not bad, not bad, uh, I think, yeah. a thing that really kind of stood out for me, um, was the referee's, um, interpretation of the rules, I think that seemed a, a big part of some of these fights, right, so, like the first fight between Micah Breakfield and Austin Vanderford, you know, it was it was a fun fight. I mean, Vanderford was kind of wrestling heavy, and being the bigger fighter, you know, he was able to kind of control Breakfield, but without, um, you know, I I would say really without a lot of submission attempts. In the main portion of the fight But 
in the overtime portion. Um, like, Brakefield had got his back to the mat, and the referee had, like, looked to stop the fight, which in e- in EBI rules, right, you go for submission, and if you maintain, like, you can roll out of the submission attempt, but if the other person has a a valid submission attempt on you, you can kind of string it together, and that's, you know what I mean, but the thing was, Brakefield broke the submission attempt, so he broke the submission attempt back on the mat, then Vanderfield went for an arm triangle, which was like, and it wasn't, He's in guard, he's in mount, and then he just jumped to the side. He was literally kind of up. Referee comes over, it doesn't do anything, then goes into arm triangle. And it's just like, that's a break. Like, what the fuck? That's a, that's a break. But the referee then just let it go, which was bizarre. So that was like one of the first weird situations. I am... Um, in the Aoya Quinta Mike Perry fight, which was fun. That was a fun fight, right? Um, and Al did look, he did look the better in the main portion. Did look the better in the main portion. Um, when they went to the overtime, though, Perry got that ride time in the first. But, um, yeah, in a... F- in, I think in like two of Iaquinta's um, attempts, right? Two of the sessions, two of the ride time. Um, it looked like he was, he still had a valid submission attempt on, but the ref called it, which was bizarre. And you could see that Iaquinta was just a bit like, wait, what? <laughs> How are you? I've got, like, on one of them, it, it was kind of like he, it wasn't quite, and he, there was other things he might be going for, but, like, you could think he might be going for a twister, I mean, like, someone even shouted, yo, twisters are legit, <laughs> I, I, but the ref called it, which was weird, it, it was, yeah, because there's valid Attempts happening So it was a strange one That um yeah the referee um Didn't let those go So I think that Was a weird thing Um oh, One fun ass fight Was for sure Jake Shields Richie Martinez The boogeyman man Oh that was a fun ass fight uh, and when you're looking at it, like, Jake was the bigger fighter, um, but Richie, man, Richie, yo, because he jumped to guard, and you're thinking, oh, now Jake's on top, that could be trouble, but it's that flexibility, it's that crazy flexibility, man, like, the way he just gets his leg, like, just holding his leg right up against the fence, he's the face, right up against Jake's face, and he manages to get it under, ah, oh, 
that was just some slick ass moves, man. So I, I kind of feel Richie had the better of like the main uh, fight. Then when you went to um, overtime, Jake just was able to get that ride. So Jake got the first two first two ride times for the full two minutes each, and it was like oh. Like, Richie needs something. So when he went for the spider web, it was like, okay, this could be interesting. And at first, it looked like he might have lost it. But then he just, ah, just sinks it back. Matt gets that, gets that armbar. That was sweet. That was real sweet. Man, Martinez is slick. Legit. Jits, man, legit jits. I just think, right? So he's submitted Sakuraba. He he's got shields. Yo, Boogie is for real, man. That was a great fight. Um, the f- the main fight, right? So we had Craig Jones and Nicky Rodriguez against Vinny Magalhães and Kyle Boom. And so it was a tag match and. I don't know. I was interested. I was intrigued. Besides, I think I think I've seen a tag matches in submission, but you know what I mean. Never with this high level um field. But the, the the ones that I've seen always they flowed a bit more. This was very tactical, and I think the problem with it. So. You know, Nikki wanted against Vinny over to their corner. And Vinny's just sitting there. And I think the ref needed to... The ref needed to have them standing more. But I think that there needs to be an adjustment to the rules. Because what we got just... uh, it, It was a bit of a letdown. You know what I mean? I, it just felt a bit of a letdown, really. You know what I mean? If if you really kind of look at it. Now, look, yes, it, it's all about tactics. It's a chess game, and We all know that's what jiu-jitsu is. And when you bring in this tag team component, it, it's not like a normal fight. But when you've got, I forget how many minutes it was. Like seven minutes, something, I don't know Something like that, right So when you've got that time with one person sitting down The other person trying to drag them over to the corner And that's it Yeah, that's frustrating as a motherfucker, right Like it's just It just doesn't work Now there needs to be a few kind of things put in there And that can happen was like, you know, watching those EBIs and then the combat jujitsus and the way that the rules got tweaked. You know what I mean? So now, like, you have the um the forced get down and all like all of these things to make sure that the action keeps flowing. And yeah, I, I, I think watching this fight, you could definitely Look at it and go Alright, some tweaks need to be made To enable the action to flow 
It was interesting that when it went to overtime, um, Craig didn't jump in. Uh, now, after the fact, he did say he'd been ill, which makes sense because look, <sighs> rolling ain't fun when you feel like shit <laughs> and legitimately feel like shit. There's times when you've had a long ass day and you just feel a bit meh. But when you're actually ill, ill, yeah, rolling ain't fun. So, you know, it is what it is. But it's just a bit of a shame because it didn't turn out to be the fight that we were hoping for. But I will say, you know, looking at the fights, the, the um, as I said, the Jake um, Richie fight was great. The Iaquinta Perry fight was great. You know what I mean? And even the Breakfield Vanderford fight wasn't bad. So, like, those fights were pretty decent. You know? Like, looking at that, um, yeah, looking at that main card. So, you know, it wasn't bad. It was interesting. Um, it was interesting to see. And I, I, I just think. What I'm really interested in is to see how, you know, they tweak it and evolve it just to make it kind of flow more. But it wasn't a bad way to end a packed week of fights. You know, UFC, boxing, and then jujitsu. That's not bad, right? That is not bad. So, um... Let's see what next weekend can bring, right? <laughs> okay, people. So, hope you found all that interesting. A little bit of fight news before we bounce. Now, <laughs> everything changes. Last week, I, you know what I mean? I uploaded the episode. And then the um, <laughs> Shevchenko Calderwood fight had just literally been announced. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting, man. Like, can Joe Joe, you know what I mean, do a thing against Valentino? It's going to be a tough one. But if um, Evil Knievel can come back with that viciousness and she's been looking good maybe Jojo could dethrone the queen who knows but we've got that to look forward to as the co-main event for UFC 251 on the 6th of June okay so also that was announced last week just after the episode went up is Chris Weidman's coming back he's coming back at middleweight and he's going to be fighting Jack Hermanson at the main event of um, UFC Fight Night Oklahoma on the 2nd of May so yeah that's going to be fun now other new ones that have just been announced um, well I think they're new <laughs> so we've got Alan Patrick v Christoph Gagus and Raphael Passio v Alexander Romanov they will be fighting at UFC Lincoln on April the 25th um 
UFC 250, which is taking place on May the 9th in Sao Paulo, Brazil, is going to be headlined by um, Henry Cejudo, Jose Aldo. Mm, I mean, it's going to be a good fight. I would have liked to see um, Cejudo against Aljamain Sterling, but it is what it is, right? Um, also on that card is the trilogy fight. Yes, Antonio Ruggiero Nagera Minotoro will be fighting Mauricio Shogun Rua. So um, yeah, gonna end things with that trilogy. And it said that after this fight, Nagera will be hanging up his gloves. Um, so shut your fucking stupid mouth. Chatting <laughs> bare fucking shit. Shut the fuck up. Shut your fucking mouth. Hey, Rubai, shut up one time, yeah? Also, <laughs> um, it's reported that um, Volkanovski, that he will be fighting Max Holloway on the um, UFC 251 main event. So yeah, Valentina, um, Joanne will be co, and um, yeah, it's gonna be that rematch, rematch, featherweight, Volkanovski, Holloway as the main. That is the current thinking. Now anything can change, you know what I mean? But yeah, that I mean, Holloway deserves a rematch, right? So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. And with a little few corrections, Holloway can win that fight. He can definitely win that fight. So it's going to be interesting. You know what I mean? But he's going to have to do it in um, Volkanovski's home. Yeah, because, you know, Volkanovski, he, he trains at City Kickboxing, but he is Australian. So, um. We will see, right? We will see. Now, people, um, one last bit of news, right? Alex Moreno, Alex Menez is out of this weekend's fight against um, Steve Garcia. But... Never fear, it looks like Louise Penner, violent Bob Ross, will be stepping in on short notice to uh, keep that fight alive. So, uh, yeah, that is all good. And we will be back, people, next week to, um, yeah, to break down everything that took place this weekend. Can... Um, Benavitez, you know, finally pick up the strap, or is it gonna be um, uh, Figueroa? Like, is it's gonna be a close one? I've got Benavitez, but um, yeah, we will see. But people, see you next week. Shut the fuck up, shut your fucking mouth. Hey, Rubai, shut up one time, yeah? Chatting bare fucking shit, shut up, man.